Hey guys, it's Lauren Yates here, celebrity interviewer, entertainment reporter, and the host of this podcast, Rave It Up. Celebrity news, reviews, and interviews. If this is the first time you're listening, go check out our show's trailer on Apple Podcasts or Spotify to learn more about us. And make sure to follow us on social media to tell us what else you would like to hear from this podcast. We are under Rave It Up TV on Instagram, Rave It Up Show on Facebook, and our website is raveituptv.com. Now today, we have a chat to dancer Sam Marks, who has just been cast in the new Magic Mike live show coming to Sydney this month in December. We have a chat to him about the show, as well as talk to him about being cast in Les Mis, Singing in the Rain, and The Wizard of Oz when he was a kid. And also what it was like touring with the show Cats around Asia, And we also talk about tap dancing, his favourite type of dancing, and being a co-director of Rhythmism Tap Co. There's so much to cover, so let's get into it now. Three, two, one. Let's do this. Hey guys, it's RJ May from Breaking Bad. Adam Savani from Step Up. It's Keegan Allen from Pretty Little Irish. Hi, this is Arthur Buttrose. It's Cosentino. It's Rob Mills. Todd McKenney with Lauren Yates on Rave It Up. Raving it up. Raving it up. I'm having fun. <laughs> Hashtag Lauren, rave it up. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Thank you, I like that effect. <laughs> We're raving it up. Sam, welcome to Rave It Up. How are you going today? I'm awesome, thanks for having me. You're very welcome. I know that you're a busy guy, so I really appreciate you taking the time to chat to us today. Uh, it's my pleasure. Since this is your first time on the show, Sam, we'd actually love to start by talking about your childhood, if that's okay, and the fact that when you were a kid, you were cast in Les Mis and Singing in the Rain, Wizard of Oz. They are such huge productions. So how old were you at the time? Uh, I was nine uh, when I yeah, when I was cast as Gavroche in Les Mis. Um, that was my first ever kind of introduction to music theatre. I, I didn't actually really know what it was. I just kind of got you know, pushed along to the audition by my dance teacher at the time. And yeah, it was lucky enough to get it. And that kind of opened my eyes to the world of music theatre and performing. And um, yeah, it kind of just took off from there. That's so young though. So did you ever get any stage fright at that age? Or still do? Uh, to be honest, it's, it's what, yeah, 20 years ago now. So it was a while, uh, a while ago. I can't really remember if it was stage fright. Um, I had two, there was two older boys that were, that were third, the, Boys that played the same part as me were 13, so that I think they kind of took me under their wing a little bit. Um, so, good memories. So, you obviously took some really great things from those older people as well, and even the older people than 13 in the production and, and learnt from them and put it towards yeah, your it career. A, yeah, it was a massive learning curve, and, yeah, everyone kind of looked after me, obviously, being so young. Were you the youngest in the production? Uh, no, some of the some of the uh, girls were, like, two, two years younger, like seven. Oh, my goodness. That, I really take my hat off to someone that's that young and even to, for the parents to allow their kids that young to really go into the entertainment industry, it's, wow. Yeah, it's it's definitely, um, it's, it's a pretty big deal, you know, having to take time off school and, um, you know, it's daunting, like, walking out on stage in front of thousands of people and all these actors dressed up in weird costumes and weird makeup, yelling and singing at each other. Like, it's pretty daunting, but, um, yeah, it's it's an awesome experience for sure. Do you think it took away your childhood a little bit already working at age nine? Uh, no, not really. Like I, I still, it was only a short period of time, like a couple of months and then, you know, camping and riding bikes and skateboarding and breaking limb, all the other stuff as well. Um, it was just a period of time that, you know, 
I learned a lot and, you know, realised I really enjoyed performing. So it's kind of best. I got the best of both worlds. So how old were you when the next time you got such a big production and a lot older where you weren't a child anymore? Uh, no, I was 12 in um, Singing in the Rain and then 13 in The Wizard of Oz. So you're a lot older, so I think I was a lot yeah. better. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I had the experience and obviously being in, this is all in um, the Brisbane seasons of those shows. And uh, obviously I, through Gavroche, I'd already performed at the Lyric Theatre. So I think being in that um, venue already, I kind of I felt a little bit comfortable and more comfortable you know, from the second time to the third time as well. No, Rave It Up now has a private Facebook group where we give away regular prizes and you get to have a sneak peek at what we're up to. You'll get to see some fun behind-the-scenes action and can be part of the interview process yourself, just like a real journalist. So come join us and share your passion for entertainment with all of our other fans. Just search Rave It Up Community on Facebook and we look forward to getting to know you. Am I right in saying that you've probably been dancing and performing probably your whole life? How did you find your love for dancing originally? Um, by accident, I, I guess, um, or by force. Um, my Both my sisters started dancing the year I started, but at the start of the year, and uh, I was still playing footy, I think AFL. Um, and, oh, yeah, this is 96, no, 97, so I was seven years old. And there happened to be a lot of boys at the school that my sisters were at, um, Conroe Dance Centre in Brisbane. And my mum was like, oh, you should go, you should give it a go, you should give it a try. I was like, absolutely not. No, I play footy. Like, there's no way. She's like, just go, just go. She practically forced me to go. Um, And I did, my first class was, my first ever dance class was tap. And I, obviously she didn't know whether I'd like it or not. So um, I I did it in um, Velcro sandals. Seriously? (laughs) Yeah. You know, she didn't want to fork out the cash for tap shoes and then for me to hate it and, you know, waste some money. So it happened in Velcro sandals, but it was, I loved it. And, um, yeah, I just kept going back. And then quit, quit, quit soccer, quit all my other sports and just ended up dancing six, sometimes seven days a week. So were there any other careers that you wanted to pursue when you were younger? Did, did you want to be an AFL star? Um, I, I, soccer, yeah, soccer star probably at some point. Um, I, I liked... Um, I got into like doing the audio and lighting side of things as well um, in high school, and I was I trained to be I was a I did a traineeship in uh, hospitality, like a chef's a chef trainee for two years, and then I, I got my first show um, at the end of two thousand and six, and I kind of just left <laughs> left all that and joined the circus and ran away. Yeah, you found your true passion. You've been doing it ever since. I love it. <laughs> And just after graduating from the Conroy Performing Arts College at only 17 years of age, you joined the Asian tour of Cats. How was it working, you know, straight out of studying full-time? Do you wish you actually had a little bit of a break? No, like, yeah, it, it was such a crazy um, turn of events. That's not the show that I would have imagined myself doing. Um, I'd had a little bit of technical training, but, like, that's a seriously technical show. But the director obviously saw something in me that, you know, worked for the show and, uh, yeah, it was – that was probably the most training I've ever done is being in a show, touring around the world. That's um, training you just – money can't buy, so. Mm, Yeah, and especially it's stuff you can put into other productions now and your other, you know, your other jobs. Yeah, yeah, exactly. 
You have been a member of the Tap Pack since 2015, and it's actually such a small world when I read your biography about that. Jordan Pollard is one of the creative directors and, you know, one of the members, and I've actually had his wife, Christina D'Agostino, on the show, like, two or three times now, and we're also good friends. I haven't actually had the privilege of meeting Jordan yet, but we always talk about him, and she always talks about me to him, so I feel like I already know him, and I just thought that was so funny yeah. that you know, it's such a small world talking to you today about it. <laughs> Awesome, I love Jordan. Yeah, oh, he's, he sounds really nice. I hope to meet him eventually. <laughs> uh, yeah, you should. You should definitely. He's, uh, he's a cracker. Yeah. And in 2010, you also fulfilled a lifelong dream by joining the cast of Tap Dogs. So I'm, ca I'm guessing, and you even mentioned tap being something that you first tried out when you were a kid. I'm guessing that's one of your favorite styles now, or do you also have some other favorite yeah. styles? Yeah, it, it was definitely my favorite. I don't know if it just, it just satisfies a part of my brain you know the most i guess um and yeah like that was a dream come true obviously most uh male tap dancers you know have idolized tap dogs their entire lives and to actually you know get cast in the show and the first my first ever tour was to west end in london like that was the first time i'd ever done so it was just a crazy set of circumstances um and yeah it was a wild and i i performed with them on and off for 10 years. Wow. And I, I got to say, you are an incredible tap dancer. I've watched some of the videos online that you've uploaded and I'm like, I can't believe how fast you can move. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> Everyone go check out those videos if you haven't already. Like, if I haven't did tap dancing, there's no way I'd be doing it that fast. I'd be like, oh, <laughs> I definitely don't have two left feet because I've danced all my life, but I haven't done tap dancing since I was probably like three or something, but I didn't really enjoy yeah. it as much as the other styles. But who knows? Now that I'm older, maybe it's something else I need yeah. to try. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah, sadly, it gets dropped. That gets dropped, um, you know, the most as people grow up. They're like, oh, I'll just drop tap, I'll drop tap. But, um, Going to jazz and hip-hop or whatever. <laughs> exactly. There's a massive resurgence of it at the moment, which is awesome to see. Yeah. And you're making it cool again. <laughs> exactly. Do you have something to say or sell and wanting to launch an email marketing campaign to engage your customers? Constant Contact can help you. They have all the tools you need to market your ideas and they make it quick, easy and affordable to build a professional brand online track customers and sell more products helping you achieve real results you can sign up now for free to try it out go to our website raveituptv.com and click on the constant contact ad on our right sidebar it'll take you straight there what have you got to lose hey guys it's rj may from breaking bad it's adam Stavani from step up bryce johnson from pretty little liars it's rob mills todd mckenney with lauren yates on rave it up these celebrities are sharing a message of hope and inspiring the younger generation in our new book knowing what i know now this is filled with 70 quotes from your favorite celebrities on what they would tell their 14 year old selves a book filled with amazing advice to help you chase your dreams or help you deal with bullying or depression and is available right now on Booktopia. Your theatre credits include Wicked, Dirty Dancing, and as we said, Singing in the Rain, and even King Kong Live on Stage. What has been your favourite project to work on, or is that a little bit of a hard question? Uh, yeah, there's different, you know, different aspects about different shows that have been, you know, awesome. Uh, Singing in the Rain is my favourite movie, musical, so, like, to work on that and 
get, getting to work on that twice was amazing. Just like getting to dance to, you know, to all those songs again. Like, cause yeah, I did the Sing in the Rain in 2002 as a kid. And then again in the 2016 tour. As an adult. That's incredible. Did it all just come back to you naturally? Uh, well, it was, it was, it was two completely different productions and I, I played the, like young Don Lockwood when I was 12, so very, very small part. And then uh, I was in an ensemble in 2016, so and it was different production, so different choreography, but just, the, you know, obviously the music's all the same. And just getting to sit, stand side stage and hear the band play all those, you know, old school movie um, songs from the movie was just awesome, the best. Oh, that's great. I love to hear these stories and hearing a bit of behind the scenes of how it all started. <laughs> Gives us a whole new appreciation. No, it's awesome. I'm sure your uh, favourite production is probably going to change very soon with being cast in Magic Mike Live. Congratulations. Such a big deal. And as we know, it's a huge franchise. So is that quite nerve-wracking for you that everybody's probably watched the movie and, you know, maybe even seen the show already and it's like, it's huge. You know, posters are on buses. (laughs) That's when you know it's huge. (laughs) Yeah, like it was definitely going into rehearsals for sure. Um, but the rehearsal process has just been like one of the best that I've ever been a part of. So that kind of just dissipates any kind of nerves. It's just like, we just can't wait to get this show in front of people. So yeah, that, that's kind of where my head's at now with it. Well, I was even just chatting to Charles Bartley yesterday about the show and even he's saying like, you know, people are coming in with a preconceived idea of the, you know, if they've watched the movie, they think they're kind of getting that, but he's even saying that it's completely different than that. And people don't even know what they're about to, about to watch and what they're going to expect. Do you agree with that? Exactly. It's, it's cool watching people's, um, yeah, those, those preconceived notions kind of dissipating in front of your eyes as, you know, as, so, um, yeah, definitely looking forward to that. You see jaws drop like this isn't what I expected. <laughs> exactly. exactly. I'm excited to see the show. I'll be there opening night, so I'm looking forward to oh, seeing what you guys are talking about coming to life. <laughs> Absolutely. And how's the rehearsal process been like for you guys? Because Charles was saying it's actually going to be so damn quick, like only, what, a couple of weeks and then pretty much have an audience in front of you. Yeah, so uh, we start on Friday, and it'll be the first time we've been together rehearsing the show since February, late February, because COVID delayed everything. We were supposed to open in Melbourne in May. Everything got delayed, so this will be the first time we've got um, gotten together, and obviously now you know time is uh, of the essence, so it's going to be a quick turnaround. So it's we've all been going over the archival footage and um, rehearsing, you know, in our houses and getting our bodies and brains familiar with the show again, ready to hit the ground running when we start on Friday. Yeah. Because you're based in Sydney? Uh, Brisbane. Brisbane. All right. So does that probably mean you're going to have to, like, self-isolate and all that stuff with travelling? No, no, or No, no, no. So, so uh, I drove down – I'm in Sydney now. I drove down on Friday. Oh, okay. So – because I was thinking that the people that are actually in Sydney, you know, you guys could probably rehearse already, right? Uh, yes, some have. Some have, yeah. Oh, cool. All right. Well, good luck with it all, especially with not being having been done it since February. Like, you'd have to really try to get back into it and remember your moves again, right? Exactly, exactly. Like, yeah, like we said, we've kind of been rehearsing at home um, with the archival, and it's crazy how how much it's already still on the body. Memory's all there because, we, you know, when in Belgium we had a good amount of time and rehearse and rehearse and then we we did two previews in Belgium um, and 
yeah, so it's, it's crazy. The, it's, the body knows what it's doing. The brain sometimes doesn't, but the body knows what, where it needs to go. Good. It would be um, so yeah. annoying to have to re-memorise the whole thing. Yeah, well, it's also fun because the show's great. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited for it, and I'm sure a lot of other people yeah. are too. <laughs> yeah. And you and the other guys have obviously been needing to keep in shape for the show. So what has your exercise and your diet routine been like? I know that probably through COVID we've all gained a little bit of weight. <laughs> yeah, it was definitely a little bit of a slip. Um, uh, but, yeah, I, I kind of try and go to the gym, you know, five, six days a week. Um, I'm vegan as well. So Me too. Like my oh, really? Love meeting other vegans, yeah. Hey. Um, yeah, so that's kind of my, my dietary aspect of my kind of, you know, regime. And, um, like, I obviously didn't, had to find a new job. So I, I've been, uh, I've been a chippies labourer since like April until last week when I quit and said, see you, mate, I'm off. <laughs> um, be a stripper on stage. Um, but I know what you mean, like, especially through COVID, like, the entertainment industry was hit one of the hardest, I guess, except for aviation, and, you know, a lot, I know a lot of people that have had to go get other jobs, but it's great that it's starting to come back now, and, yeah, you can just go back to doing your full passion. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, it was great. Like, I, I'm glad I got to do something, because, um, obviously, jobs were few and far between, but, yeah, it was it's good, kept active. And busy, still made money. That's the important thing too. Make sure we can pay our bills. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And were you okay, like mental health wise, as well through COVID? Because I know a lot of people struggled. Yeah, that was that was definitely a couple of pretty dark patches. But um, it's, it was just the um, the unknown. You know, it, that it was I was completely fine because you know I was like, oh, you know, it'll be a couple of months and then we'll pick it back up again. But as it as things got worse and worse and worse. It was kind of looked a bit bleak and everything was so unsure. Then, yeah, a bit of a dark patch, but, um, you know, almost an up and down. Yeah, now that you've actually got something huge to look forward to, it's probably helped tremendously. Yeah, exactly. Now, I've got a, a bit of a serious, sensitive question that actually, like, I asked Charles yesterday and he absolutely loved that I asked it because it is, you know, an important question to ask. We all know what happens in Magic Mike. We've watched the show, you strip on stage. Is there honestly, you know, between you and I, any nervousness or self-consciousness to do that in front of a crowd? 100%. <laughs> yeah, myself especially. Um, you know, that's I'm just very a self-conscious kind of person, um, especially like the first time like in rehearsals, the first day that we had to do lap dances, I actually missed it in the rehearsal because I was I was sick. Sick, mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just skipping it, you know. I'm in the bathroom pretending to be sick. You got me. No, um, the first time I ever did the you know the lap dancing part of the the show was in the first preview, and yeah, completely nervous, completely nervous. But um, as soon as you get out there, you're just like. I, I can't afford to be nervous because then they get you know they're going to pick up on that energy and it's not going to be a nice experience. But so you just kind of just switch, you know, flip a switch and off you go. And yeah, I come off afterwards. I was like, okay, that wasn't so bad. And uh, yeah, it was fine. But uh, yeah, it was definitely for sure. Kind of like you know, flipping uh, into like a character. Really, it's kind of like being an actor, right? Exactly. Exactly. Um, yeah, you hit the nail on the head. It's a, it's almost like 
I wouldn't say character per se because they really encourage us to be true to ourselves. Um, you know, I think that's the biggest difference between our show and, um, you know, some of the other male review shows where they put on a persona that they think women want to see. Or, uh, as, sorry, as opposed to us where they really encourage, encourage us to just be ourselves and then make it about you know, the, what the women are giving you in terms of their energy and then, you know, catering the experience to them. Like, slight difference. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure there's, like, a big difference between, you know, you rehearsing, you know, for example, a lap dance in the rehearsal space and then to actually go on stage and then, as you said, like, the energy from the audience. It must be completely different. Mm. Yeah, especially considering, like, the rehearsal space, a lot of the time the lap dancers were just, like, people from the crew, like, friends of ours, so we were kind of, like... <laughs> Or to the other guys or something. That's what I was, like, envisioning. <laughs> yeah, kind of embarrass the hell out of them. Um, and then, obviously, in the show, you know, it's, it's not about that. But um, Hopefully. <laughs> well, it could be. Like if, if, like, if someone's a bit, you know, awkward or a bit, they don't know what to do, you know, it's not all about a serious sexual experience. It's whatever, like, that person is feeling. And it's our, you know, job and responsibility to kind of read that energy and read that, um, you know, what... what what they actually need in that moment. So, you know, if, if, it, if they are a bit awkward and they're not kind of feeling it, then you, it is a fun, playful kind of, you know, we can kind of take take it in, in that way. So exactly. It's kind of like going back to the whole self-consciousness and the nervousness. The, the women are probably going to have the exact same thing in the audience unless they're, you know, exactly. really crazy and wild. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, the, like the, the audience, we've only done two shows, but the audience does come in such a wide spectrum of like, oh, no, 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 um, I'm here with my husband or, or um, woo, let's, you know. Why are you bringing your husband to a strip show is what I first want to ask. <laughs> yeah, I mean, hey, everyone's welcome. A lot of the time we get a lot of high fives from the dudes and, you know, they enjoy it just as much because obviously the show is just more than just, the, you know, the sex appeal kind of side of it. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's definitely for everyone. But I'm sure a lot of it is probably girls' nights out, and, girls' night out. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yes. And bachelorette yep. parties and things like that. That's kind of what I'm envisioning. That is the target demographic for sure. But um, yeah, like we've had a lot. Um, there was a few husbands and boyfriends that were kind of like, yeah, you know, giving us high fives and being like, that was amazing because we kind of had a meet and greet after two of the shows and um, yeah, got a lot of good feedback from some of the blokes as well. And well, they're like, yeah. I wish I was you. <laughs> They all had a real good night when they all got when they got home as well. So, you know, everybody wins. But I also love that you know something Charles mentioned yesterday was there is all different types of guys that have been cast in the show because we all know not everybody's going to like the same thing. You know, there's girls that like the long hair and the tats. There's other you know girls that really love big muscles. You know, so I think there is something for everybody, right? Exactly. Yeah. Different strokes. Well, it's definitely going to be a fun night out for everybody. So go grab your tickets now if you haven't already. And, and especially, it's something that we, you know, to have a fun night out, that's something we need after the year we've had. So I think everyone deserves it. And, and same with you. Go out and have fun, you know. You, you've obviously had all this time off from it. You know, go out there and do what you love doing. Yeah, I definitely plan on it. <laughs> Thanks so much. No, you're welcome. Hopefully we can meet in person when I come for opening night. Yes, yes, please do. Did you know we filmed this interview? Well, come on over to our YouTube channel, Rave It Up TV. You can subscribe for free. 
And here's a little secret. We like to reward our active subscribers with autographed photos and merchandise, no matter where you are in the world. So don't forget to give us a thumbs up while you're there and get busy sharing the videos with your friends. This show is brought to you by Vegas Nights, specialising in all of your party needs. They have photo booths, poker tables, and decorations for heaps of different party themes. Visit their website now at vegasnights.com.au or give them a call on 1-300-135-394. Vegas Nights, you can't lose. Even though you've already achieved so much in your career, Sam, what else can we expect from you in the future? Can you tell us more about being a co-director of, is it called Rhythmis? Rhythmin? Rhythmism? Tap code? That's the one. Yeah, we got it. All right. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Obviously, at the moment, I'm just focused on this, this show. Um, it's you know, hopefully, if all things go well, we're going to be touring this around, you know, for you know some time to come. So that's my focus for now. Um, honestly, beyond that, I haven't really got too much planned. I'm just going to kind of enjoy enjoy this show while um while we've got it. Well, I guess through COVID, it was a bit hard to plan anything. Exactly, exactly. It, it, it's too hard to plan, especially in this day and age. So, yeah, just going to enjoy that for, for what it is and, um, yeah, go from there. And then I guess focus more on rhythmism. It's a bit of a tongue twister, isn't it, <laughs> in the future as well? Yeah, exactly. Once, once, this, is, once this is all done, I'm going to shift my focus back. So is that yeah, incorporating, like, putting big tap shows on and things like that? That was most... That's mostly... Um, Tap workshops, um, uh, performances, corporate work, gigs, all that sort of stuff. Cool. All right. We'll have to keep a lookout for that too. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we are unfortunately getting to the in- end of the interview now. It's gone so fast. But before we go, what advice would you give to our audience who might want to follow their dreams of becoming a professional dancer? Oh, uh, yeah. Just um, uh, focus on your strengths but also, um, you know, don't isolate yourself into a little bubble, you know, um, making sure that you're across as many genres of dance as you, as you can, you know, the, the more, more skills you have, the more, you know, the the more proficient you are in a lot of um, styles and skills, you know, the more employable, more employable you are. Exactly. Exactly. I completely agree with that. It's kind of like everything in the entertainment industry. It's good to dabble in a little bit of everything. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show today, Sam. I really appreciate your time. Thanks so much for having me. You're very welcome. And come back on the show anytime. You know, this has been a lot of fun. So you have my contact now. And if you want to chat about anything else in the future, yeah, come back on. Perfect. Sounds great. Awesome. Well, we'll keep in contact and we'll make it happen. It's on the to-do list. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for listening. If you want to be the first to get every new episode, remember to subscribe to this podcast for free. Just search for Rave It Up on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and share it with your friends and tell us what you love the most and even let us know what you want to hear on this podcast. You can even check out the videos of our interviews on our YouTube channel, Rave It Up TV. And for more, visit our website, raveituptv.com. Now, before I leave you today, I just want you to remember that you are loved and you are beautiful. Bye.